you know, you, you've you've put yourself in a position now where you know you've got an incredible amount of business experience. Like you've you've done a lot of things in your. How old are you again? Sorry, uh, just turned twenty-one. Twenty. Wow. You know. You know. Forty-five thousand pounds in in thirty days at the age of twenty-one. That's that's incredible. Hello everyone, this is Kev here from LifeSuccessEngineer.com and in this video I've got a very special guest. We've got David here. He's had an incredible Q4, uh, peaking over around about £45,000 in 30 days sales. It's an absolutely amazing result. I just wanted to uh, just take this opportunity right off the bat here, David, and say thank you very much for spending some time with me with me to share with everybody else some some tips and some lessons that you've learned to, to get this amazing result this Q4. So thanks very much. Yeah, it'd be great to join this morning. Um, I've learned so much from you, Kev. So it's it's kind of like a, a mentorship from free from free content. You know, it'd be a great sort of testimonial for yourself, I think. Hey, well, well I mean, I, I really do appreciate those, uh, those kind words, but I, I really wanted to uh, get you on just to share your story. I think you've got a, you've got an incredible background story. You've, you've had an incredible couple of years and, you know, you have definitely reaped some major, major success. And uh, just before we started recording here, I, I just basically mentioned to David, like I've been following him on Instagram and he is the one that has been like relentless all Q4, like shipping, packing in his business till three, four, five o'clock in the morning every single day. So what an uh, incredible story. So did you just want to um, basically tell and, and share with everybody watching this or listening to this back, you know, who you are, uh, a little bit of a background story and how you've got to this point where you've now sold like, you know, 45,000 pounds in 30 days? Yeah, so I've been basically trying to buy and sell for about five years online. Um, I went to secondary school, I did my A-levels, uh, I decided to go to university. I was there for a year. Um, at that time, I had been doing a bit of buying and selling online, was making a wee bit of money, and was working part-time jobs. Eventually convinced my mom, look, if I can make more money online here, can I do that instead of my part-time jobs? And she eventually agreed. Eventually built that up to a stage where it was above the part-time income. And um, you know, I suggested, can I drop out of university? and have a full go at this. My dad was always very sort of supportive of it and into it. Um, so we went with that. You know, eventually it was hard to convince my mom. She was always a bit more um, reserved or scared of the risk of it. Um, initially, I didn't even want to go to university, but I had to. I didn't have a, another route to go. So they've they've allowed me to pursue this from home. I'm living at home with my parents at the moment. Um, and for the past year, I've been buying and selling on Amazon. And that was my... This has been my first year out of uni, I believe. That's correct. Um, like full year. So it's it's had a, it's been a year of like ups and downs. Um, initially, I was down on eBay. I've tried other things. I used to write articles to try and make a bit of money. I did copy trading on eToro. So I've tasted a few different things. I've tried a few different things. I've lost a good bit of money. Um, I've made a good bit of money. Well, not a good bit of money, but I've made some money. Um, and I've got loads. So only getting started really yeah i mean it's i i, I think um you you had a story of uh, was it right you were selling on ebay and things and things it, i think sometimes i think sometimes you've got to go through some bad experiences and things to come up with 
the the opportunity that presents itself. And I know, I know, you know, for for anybody watching this back, you know, I think the opportunity that we have today with Amazon, anybody can do this. And um, you know, it's it takes a lot of hard work, as you've shown, as you you do every single day. But um, I just want to pick your brains a little bit and get some sort of actionable. Uh, takeaways for maybe anybody that's watching this back. So can you just share with us a little bit what, what does your business look like now? Because like to sell that amount of stuff, stock, um, you know, that takes a, a lot of sourcing. It takes a lot of purchasing. It takes a lot of prepping. So just to give some, somebody out there just an idea on uh, the resources and things you've got available to you now. Yeah. So. Just as we were mentioning before the call, our last call was about August or September. And I was really trying to plan for the Q4 after that call. And I decided, right, I need to spend, I want to spend as much money as I can to buy as much inventory to make as much sales. And um, I said, okay, I'm a, I'm a bit scared of taking on more funding because I already have loans ongoing, but it's, it's probably the best option for me, right? So the next step from that was, okay, we need more products to source. So then I went out and um, took on more product sourcers at a stage. I did have seven product sourcers, and um, they, they weren't full-time, but I was paying them for every item they, they were finding. You know, I, I, pretty, I pretty much just let them have at it. Find as many as you can. I'll purchase them. And then for at least a two- or three- or four-week period there, it was flat out. Every day just coming online, reviewing all the products, purchasing all the products, and then in here at night, either coming in at like seven, eight, nine o'clock and just prepping until whatever time it took. Um, I was able to keep that up for a good bit. Um, and a good couple of weeks, you know, getting on with it okay to the tail end of, um, November, it did sort of catch up onto me. Um, you know, the burnout sort of, sort of effect of it. But that was sort of the peak of my work. Um, at the moment I then had a skill. Sorry, at that stage I had a skill those virtual assistants back from seven and I'm back down to two now. So they do the sourcing and I'm now currently training uh, another virtual assistant to start to take over the tasks that I do, all the other sort of computer tasks and um, focusing on getting myself out of that. So, so more of the, the senior virtual yeah. assistant roles. Yeah. Um, I, I know you've just mentioned there, and I think this is a, like a definitely golden nugget for, for people uh, you've just mentioned that you was you was paying virtual assistants per winner. Is that right? Yeah, correct. So, so instead of like a, a salary type uh, virtual assistant sourcing for you, you were were they supplying you with maybe what was it ten products per day, and you were just paying per winner, or how how did that work out? Yeah. So initially, when I hired my first product uh, sourcing virtual assistant, I had them nine to five set salary, and I just worked with them to try and find what was best. And for that particular virtual assistant, they like the idea of work whenever they want um, and I'll pay them per lead they find. And they were there just every day. It's 10 winners. There's never any problems. And I took that model and I said, right, I'll go find more virtual assistants like that. Now, I have to say, when I hired more virtual assistants, I didn't train them as in-depth. So that some of the items they were supplying me just weren't winners. And I had to say to them, look, this isn't a winner. I'm not, I can't pay you for this. I, I really tried to encourage that you need to find the winners. So every winner they found me, I was paying them $1.50. And then I actually had a setup where I was sharing these leads with other sellers just to cut down on my own costs. So I shared yeah. these directly with one other seller or two other sellers. 
that's 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 interesting and I and that is definitely um being resourceful on your part because I know I know a lot of people and we're gonna get into I, I really want to dig down deeper into um you know how you've managed to break through the the sort of the thirty and forty thousand pounds mark because I think I think there's a, a lot of people that may be around the range of the five thousand, the ten thousand, and then really to get to that next level. But one thing um, that I liked about what you've just said there is, you know, some some people don't want to maybe um, invest in a virtual assistant for the the reasoning of it's an expense. Like, can I afford a virtual assistant? Can I do this? But the fact that you were paying per like a results based virtual assistant, I think that's in, incredibly clever to be honest yeah it's it's, it's, easier, it's easier to manage for the um expenses side of things that was one of the things for me and then it was easier to calculate when i was sharing the leads with other people um yeah yeah so um just just to get a bit of an idea then uh what what does a, a, a typical day look like for you because you, you don't work this is you doing full-time right so yeah, at the moment it's oh, it changes, you know, it changes like every week, every month. I'm always sort of like chopping and changing different strategies and trying different things out. And just because we were talking about that period, it was pretty much up at half seven, come into the shed here. If I had like try and do a workout, try and get some sort of exercise in, and then like be at the my room, you know, my computer for like nine, half nine, ten o'clock, and then just starting to work, work five, six, seven, eight. I would have my breaks for my food and whatever. Um, but then, you know, spend a bit of time with the family when they come home at like five or six o'clock and then have dinner and that and then come back out here into the shed and then just start working until whatever time in nighttime. And for that period, it was just get on with it. I knew in my head that was a lot of work that I'd set up for myself. But just for now, things have definitely um, scaled down a lot more. I do have a lot more time. Um, I'm still trying to do a bit of exercise every day, but it's maybe not as strict as I was. Um, I, I'm i spending most of my time working with my new virtual assistant. So they're working from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. UK time. And I'm just like, I'm, I'm pretty much at the desk for those hours. Or sorry, I tried to be at the desk for those hours. Or on my phone and um, sharing things with them and giving them tasks. So it's a lot more, it's a lot less active. You know, because at least when I'm in the shed, I'm prepping, I'm up on a moving, but I'm not prepping any items at the moment. So I'm not putting in as much work at or actual time at the moment, you know, because I'm getting more sleep at night. You know, I'm not in here at three or four o'clock, but I'm um, trying to work a little bit smarter now, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. So, so did you, was you sort of separating your days? Like, was you in the morning doing more of the sourcing type, like reviewing, purchasing, and then at the night, was you packaging or? Uh, what what did you find was the the best setup for yourself? I'm just the uh, the reason why I ask you this question is because I know we all come from I know we all come from different situations, different. We've all got different responsibilities. We've all got different lives. But um, I think one of the I think one of the the most challenging thing for us within online arbitrage, Amazon FBA, is because it's so time consuming. Everything is time consuming. Uh, I think is a real. I think sharing how we manage the structure of our days, the productivity side of things can be very, very useful, especially for people just starting out. Yeah, well, it, like I said, it has changed over the months. Um, I do have like a, a routine of tasks I go through, you know, when I start mm-hmm. 
Irish, but what I really wanted to scale quickly, one of the things I said is we're going to try and buy from retailers who have the shorter delivery time so we could get the items in quicker. And then I also said that <clears throat> if I had deliveries coming in here at 9 a.m. in the morning, I was going to come in here and try and prep them and get them out for the UPS collection at what, 1 o'clock. You know, mm-hmm. I, I tried to do that as much as possible. So if it meant I had to get up in the morning, you know, and get them out, that was okay. And then my UPS collection actually moved from 1 p.m. to 5 p.m. So I, I had even more time. So, you know, if I had collections coming through, the, or if I had deliveries coming through the day, I could try and get them out from them. But then I sort of worked with that, and it got to the stage where um, I was, I, I didn't, you know, I was like, five o'clock maybe and then I was going to start my computer work and I just didn't like it Um, I said right I'm not really on top of everything here and you know I'm going looking at the product sourcers the items they're finding a lot of them are out of stock because it's been so long since I looked at them I'm finding it hard just to sit at night time on the computer so mm-hmm. I said we'll change it round I'll just say from now on I'll just prep in the evening I'll not heavily focus on getting everything out in the morning and um, I'll just you know allow that a bit of extra time so I would just, you know, start my day at 10, start going through the tasks. I would usually go um, looking at my reports, looking at my finances, you know, doing all the account sort of related stuff. And then I would, the last sort of bulk of the tasks would be looking at the sourcer's work, reviewing it, and then ordering it. And then mm-hmm. I can come out here. And, and I, I, think, um, I think by doing that, it actually made you do, I guess, the, 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 the tasks that needed the most of your um, mental energy, you know, doing the reviewing, doing all the yeah, account yeah. works and things first thing in the morning, which which definitely obviously helps. Um, so just a, just a quick question for you then. Um, what what would you say if you could go back to your yourself 12 months ago? You know, what what's the best advice you would give to yourself six months ago? You know, of, of, of getting to that next level for um that give you the biggest reward in your business, that biggest jump? I would say um, not having enough money isn't an excuse. Um, Or don't be scared of taking on more loans because for me, it's kind of maybe the best option I have at the moment. Um, And it's always, I'm still sort of scared of it in the back of my head because I've got a good few loans going and there's there's risk involved and there's interest rate involved. But, you know, I'm, I'm trying to take it as a, a positive indicator that I'm scared of the risk. You know, it means I care. Mm-hmm. It means this and that. Um, also, it's going to take time. Like, just accept that. Like, just know that in the back of your head. It's just not going to happen tomorrow. It's just going to be a lot of hard work. So, you know, don't be don't be focused on the seals too much. That's one thing I would catch myself doing is, you know, every day on seals, every other hour, refreshing them, seeing what they're at. Um, you know, um just just keep the momentum going think about the long term and um just yeah that's it so i think i think what you what you've basically uh you've you've been talking there is is focusing on the process basically focusing on the things that you can control like the the thing is one of the things that i get asked is like um somebody will say you know how how do i get 50,000 pound sales you know, how, how do I get £60,000 sales? And, you know, the the answer always has to be, like, if you want to get to 50000 100000 in a month, that means you've got to actually have the capital to invest 
in some products. Like you can't just sell a hundred thousand pounds worth of products if you've only, you know, how much have you spent? You know, I've only spent five hundred pounds. Well, it's impossible to get to those figures. So, you know, one of I guess one of the things that you focused on was putting yourself into a position where you've got the capital to to spend and now you've you you believe in the process. You obviously you have um a specific criteria of product selection and then you've just rinsed and repeat that, put more money in to get more money out. Um yeah. am I right in saying that, yeah? That's pretty accurate. Um yeah. Yeah. So um so I guess some 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 tools then. Um I always like to ask this question, you know, what what are some of the tools that you sort of would recommend to anybody or that you use on a on a regular basis that's made a, an impact on your business? Uh, on Amazon, yeah. Yeah, just yeah, on Amazon or uh, anything Amazon related, anything um, sort of maybe productivity related or or anything really. At the moment well, I've been using Repricer Express. That's the first one, the software since the start of the year, January. It's it's probably invaluable, you know. Um, then I've I've also used the FBA Multi Tool. Mm-hmm. It's um, it's very good for reviewing, and actually the the calculator within it is probably better than the Amazon Profit Calculator, the website. Um, mm-hmm. I'm trying to think outside of that. I do a lot of notes. I just do a lot of notes um, on my phone, on my computer, on pages, uh, and I'm constantly going in between that. Um, beyond that, I can't really think of any tools off the top of my head that I no, use. I mean, I mean that, that's fine. I mean, um, yeah. one of the things that I definitely recommend to anybody was is is Repricer Express. I mean, that's all. I only recommend Repricer Expresses because we're, that's the first repricer that I come across, and I've never had any problems since. Yeah. And I think that they're a great company, and they do look after. Uh, well, they've never had any issues, so it's good to um, you know you you save a huge amounts of time um, not having to reprice stuff, and it's definitely definitely helped. Um, yeah, so just to go on then, um, I would I would like to to probably ask. Okay, so before Q four, what sort of level was you at? Was you use? I think so. I'm trying to think. November was, sorry, October was 25. All right. September, September, I think was 20. I'm not a hundred percent sure. I think it was either 20 or 19, 18. Okay. So you've, you've had an incredible, incredible, uh, uh, Q4 and, and, and a lot of that will have been obviously because it's Q4, you're getting a huge amount of demand and, You've, you've done incredible work on preparing for Q4, getting your products there available for sale. But is there anything strategically that you did to get to that point? Um, any strategic move? Was it, was it the case that you, you took on those seven virtual assistants for sourcing that, that gave you that bulk of influx of products? Or what would you, what would you say? The, I, would, the... I would say that. Yes. Sorry. Um, first of all, it was, um, in my high, in my head, I took away the fear of taking on loan if I needed it. I didn't take on the loan straight away, but I said, if the money goes a bit lower and I have expenses coming up, I'll just, I have loans I can take on. So we'll do that. Um, and then it was right. Let's try and get as many items as possible. And then I also sat down and tried to work out how much is each item costing me to buy or sorry, how much is, am I paying 
each sorcerer or paying the sorcerer for each item. Mm-hmm. And then I said, right, how can I reduce this? Um, and that's when I went on to share the leads. And I did sort of, uh, I created like a wee small group of sellers, me and a bunch of other sellers. And every day I was saying, I've got 20 leads today. Who wants them? 30 leads today, 40 leads today. And um, I was sharing just one lead. If, if someone wanted one lead, I would just share one lead with them. If they wanted five leads, I would share five, ten leads, ten. So I just, I just went real, um, real precise. Like I, I, I don't know what the word for it, but I, I really went in depth into that. And um, yeah, that was I think it's very clever. I think it's yeah. very clever. I, I call, you know, I, I, uh, I think I created a video uh, at some point. Um, talking about the the master sourcing strategies and all the different sourcing strategies yeah. you can have. And the the one that's been very, very effective is the the idea of resource pooling. Like because the the reality is like if you it's not affected your your success one bit. Like yeah. you've nearly reached, you know, you you're very close to fifty thousand pounds sales in thirty days. That's a, a superb uh, result for you. And in the process, you've been resourceful enough to share some leads and, and, and it's a win-win situation all around. The, the marketplace is so big, so vast. There's so many customers that we can all win. Uh, I know that was a definitely a game changer for me. You know, I, we entered a, a VA pool ourselves back in uh, early 2016 uh, with two of the sellers, which basically tripled the amount of sourcing virtual assistants I had available. And hence why um, it's great to actually hear somebody that did the same, I, this idea of VA pooling and sharing, and, and you've got a positive result. So um, that's awesome. Yeah, that was, I sat down and said, right, how many other sellers can I share with without increasing the competition too much and reducing the cost enough? You know, if you share with one other seller, straight away you're cutting the cost. If you share with another seller, well, then you're each paying a third. But then as you start to share with more, the difference in price for each seller isn't really that much. So we sort of thought two or three sellers would probably be the best. Um, or sorry, one or one or two sellers would probably be the best to share the leads with. Yeah, and and it's actually it's, it's actually quite a, uh, you know, for anybody that's maybe watching this going into Q1 and you're looking at your expenses, how do I uh, cut my expenses for Q1? That is definitely something that you might want to explore. So um, I just wanted to just on a personal note, David, while I've got you is, you know, you've set yourself up so well in, in, in 2018, you know, you've, you've had this great Q4. Where, where, what in your mind, what are you leading towards in 2019? Like what's some of your ambitions? Where, where, where is David in, in 12 months? So at the start of this month, um, I was actually on your website the other day. I was looking through your resources. And I found the strangest secret. Um, secret, yeah. Early Nightingale, isn't it? Yeah. And I set myself a 30 day challenge of trying to get outside of the business as much as possible. So in hiring this virtual assistant, you know, and I, as soon as I started that and sort of made that switch and started that sort of challenge or process, I started to think, right, maybe Amazon FBA or online arbitrage, I should treat it more in my mind as just one income stream. Mm-hmm. You know, to say, okay, this is going to be an asset. Let's try and, you know, as little pull myself out of it as much, um, or acquire as little time, and um, just treat it as one income rather than thinking 
potentially how can I build this up to just one full-time income? You know, let's try and get out of it and get at a stage where I'm making money from it and um, it's just one income. And then for me, it would be, okay, then what's next? Like, what's the next um, income stream or asset? And over the past, like, month or so, I've definitely been putting a bit more time into, like, trying to do more on Instagram and maybe not so much on YouTube as I used to, but I want to focus more, I think, on the social media side of things. Um <laughs> with that free time I could possibly have once I have this VA up and running. Um, so there's, it's, it's, it's a lot harder. Um, I'm constantly trying to figure that out and test things out. Um, there's a lot to do and there's a lot of different ways to go. So I want to spend some time there and seeing how I potentially, you know, build up more attention, you know, give more value content, whatever it is, and just try and build up an audience. Not so much trying to make any, I'm not sure if I want to make try and make any you know monetize that as much. Just try and figure out what's the best way to build up a bit of an audience. Uh, yeah, well, there's a couple of things that you you mentioned. Number one, the book, The Stranger Secret, fantastic book. I highly recommend that to anybody. It's one of the first books that I read, and um, there's actually a if you if you're not aware, David, there's actually I, I believe there's a clip. I think there's a like a 30 minute uh, YouTube yeah. video. That's what I watched. Sorry, I, I watched the 30-minute video. That's it, yeah, yeah. Um, but the, it comes with the book as well. There's a book and the video. Highly recommend that anybody check it out um, because that definitely opened my mind of like, okay, um, it's a great, that's a great resource for anybody. Uh, but I'll also, what you mentioned there is about the idea of uh, creating an online arbitrage asset. You know, that's one, one thing that I immediately started working on in 2016 and I've tried to share throughout all of my content really is to outsource as quickly as possible so you can make it into a profitable asset which allows you to work on other things um, because yes there is an opportunity to, to make this full-time like anybody can do this full-time and the only thing the problem with that there is a few negatives with that like Amazon could suspend you there's a there's some some concerns for the long-term uh, sustainability of that, but if you make it an asset, you can do things like you've just mentioned. You know, you've got a you've got a great Instagram um, page, which I'll have all the the links and the resources and everything in the in the links in the description below for that you can check out David, and we'll ask him to share with us where he, where you can find him. But um, you know, you, you've you've put yourself in a position now where you know you've got an incredible amount of business experience, like. You've you've done a lot of things in your. How old are you again? Sorry, uh, just turned twenty one. Twenty. Wow. You know. You know. Forty five thousand pounds in in thirty days at the age of twenty one. That's that's incredible. Like so, what I would most likely want to say to you because you've spent a lot of time with us today and I really do appreciate it is you know you've got a lot to give like an incredible uh, amount to give you you're an incredible person. You've uh, you've got a lot to share. Um, so what I would request of you is just be a little bit more. I, I, yeah, I can help people. I can do this. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I, I've talked to this with, I was talking to this with Isaac and Brandon last week. It was, I would talk to it with my family. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't quite have that confidence yet or that um, I would still just see my very, myself very much as just getting started. Um, mm. Which I is try- okay. Yeah, I try to. Uh, yeah, um, so 
Yeah, I mean, it, it, that, that's okay. You know, you you are just getting started. You 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 know, you're 21 years old. You've got a you've you've got you've got nine years on me. By the time you're by the time you're 30, like I am, you're going to be a multi-millionaire. So you know, you you just enjoy it and um, just just you want to share with people where they can find you, just to um, you know learn a lot more about you, get into your your content, your uh, experience. Yeah, so on Instagram, it's David McGuigan, and on YouTube, it's David McGuigan. At the moment, I'm mostly on Instagram. Um, I did do a lot of YouTube videos through the year, but um, I stopped it because the business wasn't where it should have been, and I realized I needed to put more attention into it, and YouTube was taking, or how much I was doing for YouTube was too much. So I, I feel like Instagram's a bit, it takes a bit of less work to stay active on it. So that's where I'm mostly active on at the moment. And and uh, like I said, I'll put all the links and everything in the description below, so somebody can, uh, so, so anybody can to follow you uh, and and continue to follow your journey. Is there any last minute thoughts, last minute um, sort of tips or last words that you want to share with people? Yeah, I was having a quick read just this morning over the messages you had sent to me before, like the quick questions could potentially come up. Um, one of them was, what was the advice? for anyone looking to get into online arbitrage. And I would get a couple of people who would ask me questions or would say to me, oh, I've seen your numbers or I see your Instagram and it makes me want to get into it. I would say like, don't do it for, don't do it for that. Don't do it for the reason for the numbers. I mean, do it because you, you'd maybe want to do it um, or you have an interest in it. Don't try and put yourself through it if you don't enjoy it. Like it's, uh, if you need a bit of extra money and maybe you do need to pick yourself up and maybe it, it's not something you love, but you think it would be a good idea. Okay, fair enough. But I wouldn't be chasing for the money because just like anything else, it's a lot of hard work and you could potentially look at something else that you maybe enjoy a bit more and put the hard work into that and, I don't know, turn that into an income stream. Um, I do enjoy the trading. You know, I've been doing it kind of naturally for a couple of years and I, I like getting on with the work. So it doesn't seem as hard as work for me, if you know what I mean. So I feel like I can do a bit more. And I could put in more work to it. So definitely try and find something that, you know, you enjoy a bit and put, put work into it. And I think that's some great advice. I really do. Because at the end of the day, no matter, yes, there's, there's some, everything's an opportunity. No matter what, you know, we, we live in an age now where there's so many different opportunities. You can monetize from from so many different things nowadays. But ultimately, it is a lot of hard work. You know, you you see, we see the outcome that you've managed to achieve, but what you don't see is the hours, the hours of blood, sweat and tears that you've put on when, you know, you, you're maybe not in front of a camera or you, you're by yourself and it's two o'clock in the morning and you're trying to motivate yourself. So for anybody watching this back, I think that's a great solid bit of advice. If, you know, if it's, if it's not for you and it's not something that you don't like doing, ultimately, you know, after one month, two months, three months, yeah. this is going to get incredibly difficult for you. So, um, I want to thank you for your time again, David. I know we've, uh, we've got a tribe of arbitrages interview coming up shortly, uh, which I'll publish at a separate time. So make sure that you, anybody watching that back, but, um, yeah, thanks very much, David. Much, much appreciated. Once again, anybody that wants to see David, follow David, check out his, Instagram, YouTube, everything in the description below. Uh, give him a high five, send him some love, and uh, thanks very much, Dave. Much Thank appreciated. You. See ya. Bye.